Hey, you're listening to Randy Villarba's podcast, collection of random rants on a random podcast recorded by a random person in a random location, just like all the other thousands of random podcasts that are all being started right now because we all need connection. We're all in quarantine, social distancing all across the globe. I'm a writer, a stand-up comic, state-licensed cannabis dealer, <laughs> avid snowboarder, overall hooligan. Well, that was before. This is now. And definitely have plans for after. Uh, so you're going to be listening to a nice collection of rants, conversations between myself and other friends and people I know in quarantine. Shit's real. Hope you guys are out there being safe, taking care of your loved ones. And we're all going to make it to the other side of this. Right? Yeah, right. Enjoy. Cheers. hey oh, You're listening to episode 10 of Before, Now, and After. Are you guys staying safe out there? Are you guys staying healthy? Oh, man. Uh, I feel like this lockdown stay-at-home order is taking... Well, forever. Uh, just like an eternal waking up feeling like it's Sunday or Monday constantly, depending on uh, the mood or energy level. But I hope you guys are staying safe. Um, on this next episode, we're going to keep it local here in Las Vegas. Uh, reach out to actually one of the first comics I met when I moved to town. Um, he's just many of us here in Las Vegas. Uh, some people would call him uh, an uncle or godfather of comedy here in Las Vegas, uh, Mr. John Gilligan. I first met him uh, doing a gig over at the Planet Hollywood uh, for uh, my good friend Edwin San Juan. He does the Las Vegas Live Comedy Club out there. And uh, yeah, I had met him that night and then uh, bumped into him on the Mikey Runs at Rebar on Tuesday nights in the Art District. Uh, one of my favorite mics here in Las Vegas. But Really looking forward to catching up with Gilly. He's got a pretty interesting story uh, about the last two months of his quarantine. So we joined him on day 50 of his quarantine and lockdown. Please enjoy episode 10 with Mr. John Gilly Gilligan. hey you're listening to episode 10 of Before, Now, and After. Uh, really excited for this one. This is actually going to be the first in-person interview. Um, the previous nine uh, was able to use this uh, wonderful app anchor and uh, you know interview people in, in different cities or even people within my own city but just kind of keeping the same social distancing but uh, with things uh, slowly starting to release here in Las Vegas um, I thought I'd reach out to a good old friend of mine uh, stand-up comic out here in Las Vegas uh, basically yeah the godfather of comedy out here to many um, yeah ladies and gentlemen uh, here, uh, let me introduce you to Mr. John Gilligan. Hello, everybody. Thank you. What's the name of this app? Uh, Anchor? Uh, Anchor. Yeah. I went to school with Anchor. What's up, Anchor? Just a quick <laughs> shout out. <laughs> nice. Oh, my God, John. It's so good to see you because... Oh, my I, God. It's good to see anybody after 50 days, buddy. Yeah, I know. I know. Like, I was talking quarantine and, and, and honestly, just to enlighten our audience, you've been quarantining here in your beautiful garage studio. Uh, well, What's happened the last couple of months? Right, with I got potted plants out here, rocking chairs, wool carpets. This place is different. Yeah, it's like a yeah, it's like the upgraded. You got kicked to the couch because you said something wrong. When they started, <laughs> it was too chilly to sit in the backyard, and I like my marijuana. I was trying to. As soon as it started, I said, "I'm going to quit smoking. Let me get away from the things that do that." And I just started hanging out in the garage with some weed. 
uh-huh. to get away from the cigarettes. Uh-huh. And as of now, today has been seven weeks without a cigarette. Oh, dude, congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you very much. I made an attempt myself, and it lasted a day. <laughs> I'm I, trying. I'm, I'm thinking a, about it. I have a method. I, I'd like to share it, but that's up to your time constraints. Oh, go for it. What's the method? Uh, my cardiologist told me about this. If you smoke a pack a day or more, that patch system comes in three sizes 21 milligrams 14 milligrams 7 milligrams you step down every couple of weeks yeah he said to me start with 28 a 21 and a 7 for the first three days so your body doesn't realize what's going on you'll have a little extra nicotine in your system and then you drop down to 21 and do it for a month oh wow then drop down to 14 do that for a couple of months until the point is you eventually forget about patches because you don't smoke anymore wow so it worked for me once. I lasted five years. I went to Amsterdam, and I thought I was buying discount joints, and they were spliffs. And I, uh, I got hooked on tobacco quick. I knew I had a choice, too, but I was enjoying it. I no. was like, eh, you know what? Let's just keep doing spliffs. I'm in Amsterdam. When I came home, I was like, wonder where I can buy spliffs. I guess I have to go buy a pack of cigarettes and make my own. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you, dude. Like, when my time in Europe, uh, studying there, I totally got into smoking spliffs. Like, and it works. Yeah, it works. You don't works. need it's, a lot of weed. It, it's like a different kick. And, and It is. The it, head rush from the nicotine. The head rush. A lot of the East Coast ski bums also did, did the spliffs as well. Yeah, and, uh, my buddy in upstate New York introduced me to them years ago. Yeah. Um, no, you, like, I, I don't know, I've been smoking on and off for the last 20 years, and I've had three moments where I've quit, and for me, like, the three times that I've, well, not quit, but stopped. Yeah. Like, it had been, like, a three-year period, two-year period, two-year period, and it was just, like, a trigger. Like, I just went cold turkey. Like, it was, like, staring at a half-pack and not I'm going done. to it, and I'm done. So, I mean... with it's great willpower. Yeah. And uh, what what got me to stop, I mentioned, like, I stopped for a day or two, was when it fucking hit, like, like you know, the first time it hit, like, 90-plus, and I was just like, oh, my God, I can't go into a casino and smoke a cigarette. No air-conditioned place to smoke a cigarette. This sucks. I don't like smoking in the heat. And they're talking about that now. Yeah. Maybe no cigarettes in the casinos. I know. I know. What am I going to do? Vape pen? Can we do that? I honestly... <laughs> I, I, as, a, as a person who loves cigarettes so much, I think they should be illegal. Yeah. At least go back to the formula where people could smoke two a day. Mm-hmm. I remember as a kid, they had these glass things on the table, ceramic things where your cigarettes were, mm-hmm. like in Mad Men. Uh-huh. You took the lid off, you took a cigarette out after dinner or after work, and you had one or two. Nice. Like, and the next thing you know, it's a pack of 20, and you need all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it definitely ramped up. It. I mean, I look back... And it's up. not like I'm just making this up. There's the Matt Damon movie where he says he was hired to increase the, yeah. the speed with which it gets into your blood. No. So you crave more. Man, I'm I'm learning here. Uh, I'm too. I should smoke weed while we learn. Let's. <laughs> yes, as, looks packed, as we're talking smoking, um, but but, um, but yeah, we were talking about your garage here, and uh, uh, I, I was talking uh, with a mutual friend of ours, Whit Hayes, and she had, Wait. yeah, and she had mentioned that you've actually been quarantining in the garage because uh, your wife had been uh, diagnosed with COVID. She was, and I was staying in the same bed as her until she found that news out. But between the testing and the news was five days. Oh, man. So when was this, roughly? Right at the beginning. Right at the beginning? Probably so- week two she got it, week three. So, like, March? like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so she was fine mid-April. You know, we were allowed to mingle with people again after whatever the situation was. But I decided to just... I haven't been sleeping here, per se, but yeah. almost all of my waking hours. I'm out here, I got a, either a... a Sorry, Bluetooth speaker? 
Or the radio going. I like yeah. listening to my buddy Gooch. Yeah, yeah, in the yeah. Afternoon, Gooch. my buddy Greg Salerno in the morning on Comp. I like listening to ninety-seven one to point for some good old-fashioned rock and roll. Yeah. But then I got to mix it up, you know. You have your songs that you need a Bluetooth for as well. Your ski songs. Yeah, exactly. Snowboard songs, oh, your surfing yeah. songs, your walking songs. Yeah, no, I, I've been alternating between music and podcasts. I mean, just like walking around my apartment, you right. know, just like you know. It's, it's it's maddening. It's too silent. Uh, listening to the two couples I share walls with, I'm just like, like are these couples going to survive? They're arguing quite too much. i got to turn up some music to kind of fucking block that out. And... I'm always amazed at people in Las Vegas who are in relationships because none of them fucking get along. <laughs> oh, man. I don't understand. It's like everybody I know who's dating somebody, they're like, oh, so-and-so is yelling at me and telling me I'm this and, uh, you know... He's, she's telling me I'm a cow and like, what the fuck? How wow. do you live with these people? Yeah. Oh, you know, I really love her. <laughs> I, I know she's mean and says terrible stuff, but, uh, you know, no, you don't love her. You don't want to pay your own rent, motherfucker. Uh, I know, and it's not even that expensive here compared to California. I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's what right? drove me out here like most of the Californians. Yeah, you can legitimately live in somebody's house for 400 bucks a month in a bedroom. Exactly, exactly. It's it, it, It's affordable. It reminds me of when I had first moved out in high school and I was trying to find a place yeah, to right. live. Prices out. I mean, we shouldn't talk about it or else we get more people showing up in comic lines when they I restart. Love it. I love it. We need more people at the comedy shows. Uh, when they restart those. We were, we were talking about that before we started recording. I mean, what's your anticipation with comedy? I mean, you, you, I mean you're a working comic. I mean, you ran the mic at Rebar, which is uh, honestly one of my favorite mics here in Vegas. Um, and then, of course, you know, you were talking about Planet Hollywood with Edwin and then with the Barker's I was there until... Everywhere, like, I mean, you were getting the checks and then with... With it stopped, I mean... Until March 15th, I was at Planet Hollywood with Edwin, and then March 17th, they closed Las Vegas at 6 p.m. All casinos, yeah. all bars, all restaurants. Yeah, that, that was... I knew it was coming. It was not a shock. And as people know, it doesn't really impact the life of a comedian, except you don't leave the house in the evening for five hours. Yeah, exactly. Waiting for a mic or your spot. I'm doing the same thing that I did the other day. If I'm not playing golf, I'm in the house. Yeah. And I don't get it. How did they close golf courses but leave Walmart open? Yeah. Yeah. Like That's the thing that I don't get. How do you leave Walmart open, but then you force us to close our dispensaries up until yeah. recently? Brian Regan's got a joke about golf where his wife asked him how the other guy was doing. He's like, what? He didn't ask him how he's doing. Why? <laughs> yeah. It's supposed to be getting in your head, getting away from things. Yeah. So people yeah. go and play golf. And the, the great thing to come out of this is one player per cart. Oh, yeah. so Which every... is going to speed up the game. Yeah, exactly. Make it a little bit more fun. Just... Yeah. <laughs> it does make it a little tougher. There's no conversation at all. Yeah. So it's the perfect social distancing thing, and they just opened it up again. Yeah, yeah. No, that's... Walmart, I could go stand in line and compare things with people side by side. Yeah, yeah. Well, Walmart and the stores and shops, once you got inside, I mean, that was the one thing that always blew my mind is, like, all these steps of different social distancing, yet there are so many different necessities that we needed to do where it's like well this is the last thing that <laughs> that yeah, they, they want if they want us to stay away from each other and closing down smaller shops that could help service and spread things out more i mean talking with friends in other states like hearing how small businesses were forced to shutter where the big you know big box stores were still allowed to stay open even though you could still get 
the same things at some of the smaller stores. Some of some without rhyme or reason. Yeah, and then in sense. Texas they arrested the salon lady and yeah. sentenced her to jail after they emptied out the jail so people wouldn't be unsafe around COVID. Yeah, dude, I heard. So this is just brilliance in action. So I've never seen. Here's my list of successful government programs. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Right? I mean, legitimately, we just talked about this before you started recording. As an independent contractor like this, you and I, you're with Bunkers, I'm with Bunkers. Yeah. So just for example, great organization has entitled us to 600 bucks a week from the government for unemployment. Yeah. But we're not going to get it because there's no program for us. Yeah, exactly. And only somebody who makes $175,000 a year... It's comfortable letting us wait 12 weeks to get our money. Exactly. There's, that's the reason we didn't go through the house before. Uh, the dogs. <laughs> yep. Ah, well, what kind of dogs do you have again? There's three of them in there now. Two mutts and a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel ah, that nice. my son brought from New York, ah. who seems to have impregnated one of my mutts. Attaboy. And that's the one that's barking is my pregnant one. She won't get off the couch, but she knows that one of the other dogs did something. Uh-oh. I barked, and now she's just going to help. So you're going to have puppies soon. All right, perfect. <laughs> yeah, probably in about five weeks from the looks of things. She's on the couch, lactating. Oh, wow. Okay. Gathering toys and shit around her, and she's been guarding a rawhide treat for three days. Oh, wow. She won't chew it. She won't lick it. She just guards it and growls if you come near it. Okay. So ch- change of demeanor. Wow. She went crazy, like women do when they get when pregnant. When they get pregnant. Okay, yeah. My wife's aunt saved our relationship. She told us <laughs> early on when my wife got pregnant, she said, next time she opens her mouth, say to yourself, well, she's pregnant. <laughs> take a deep breath <laughs> yeah and then and, and then take your steps accordingly yep. and cautiously yeah like indiana jones stepping on so back to this virus i got a theory about it that we used to joke in new york back in the 90s that if you bought a car uh, we all had american cars back then but if the eighth letter of the vin was a k you were getting a lemon because K meant that it was built in the afternoon on a friday when all those union workers were drunk in detroit okay so Okay, that makes sense. My theory is that if your body, we're just going to compare ourselves to cars now. If you have a K in your VIN, you're going down. This virus is going to take you out. Yeah. But the J's, the L's, they'll be fine. Same make, same model. But yeah, looking at humanity, uh, I don't know, bringing, bringing it down to that make, model kind of like a breakdown. I mean, I was talking to a friend in healthcare, and I mean, it's... I mean, it, it is affecting, you know, not in all cases, people, uh, you, you know, with, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Or, pre-existing condition. Yeah, pre- type pre-existing condition type deal. Um, but, but, I mean, at the same time, like, looking at the numbers of what have been released, thankfully, I mean, it's not as big as had initially projected. And, and, but, and to some extent, it's... Which is where I saw, I get the point where people went out and protested. Yeah. You know, no, for like, sure. You Especially gave us the numbers, and then you were wrong. But you told us to stay in, and we know you were wrong. Yeah. So we really want to go out. And Walmart's open. Home Depot's open. Lowe's is open. My people, favorite skateboard shop is closed, and I can't get wheels. People, people Great are exercise. losing. Yeah, people are losing their businses, and some people of the are states losing their lives. Yeah, people in uh, some states people, weren't able to grab seeds to start don't planting have money for their, their garden. medicine. You're going to see more yeah. crazy people. On the street. I, I shouldn't say crazy. I'm not a doctor. Yeah. No, 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 no. Uh, desperate people. Yeah, desperate people taking desperate measures. But here's the one thing I'd like to see come out of all this is universal health care. Because, I, I, you know, this leads me to, I don't know why I'm going to people being out on the street yeah. without their medicine. But that's a good reason why a lot of people are out on the street is because they're without medicine because yeah. they can't afford the health care. 
and now they're under a stigma. They can't even go ask people for help. Like, hey, buddy, do you have any Adderall? Get out of here, junkie. Yeah, exactly. Or or, or even be, uh, being able to afford to seek treatment to be able to correct to, to talk. Get yourself checked in yeah. for two weeks, cleaned up, it, and see. Cl- yeah, one cleaned up, and I had all- a I had a plan to go through the homeless people and ask them if any of them are veterans. And if they are, we put them to work. We'll rehab some old army bases that we've already closed down in the 80s. Yeah. Let them build new living quarters for themselves there. And then they can treat the rest of the homeless. Bring them through and kind of triage. See, is this person actually just in an unfortunate circumstance? Or is this person in their own reality and they need medical help? Yeah. And then clean everybody up. You'll find out who wants to be homeless. Yeah. And who doesn't want to be homeless. Yeah, no, that, that, and that's And the Army brilliant. people all, uh, yeah. So we're trying to work on that with this group, the Veterans of Comedy. Will Clifton's trying to put together a package to present the Pentagon. Nice. To at least give us access to certain parts of certain closed bases. How long us. have you been working on that? About a year. About a year? Yeah. Oh, wow. No, that no, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if anybody out there listening, I mean, yeah, if you'd reach out to John, because that's a project that I'd love to I'm a cold-hearted psychopath, see. but I have a heart. No, no, exactly, yeah. Yeah, but we all are. We're comics. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but oh wow no that's and a, you were a that's musician a which is even worse oh yeah no yeah I, I'm, I'm I'm a slew of an artist dude I'm fucking an enigma I, right? I'm still trying to figure out my fucking self <laughs> well I, I think this brings us to that point without intentionally getting there yeah. but everybody gets to find out what their life is supposed to be now because you find out you're in a shitty job that's only bringing you home 449 a week yeah. when the government will give you 600 to not go to work exactly. yeah so you know that your time is worth 600 to not go to work somebody needs to up the thing up the, even uh, if it's ten dollars you exactly. better start paying people 610 a week no exactly uh, uh, upping the ante like like for me you talk about like reassessing like life choices and and, and where where you are um uh, in, in jobs uh, or, or even just like how you identified yourself dude uh gabe choir uh had that post that just had had my head spinning where it was like i don't miss uh doing or performing stand-up comedy uh, uh, um i miss it being my identity and you know we're, we're comics and we're we're stuck on this great pause yeah. of the inability to perform anywhere uh like you know w- whether it be a book show or even an open mic or take some of these ideas that we're, you know, kicking around to, you know, our friends that we're keeping in contact over the phone or those that we're quarantined with or isolated with. But, I mean, it's not performing on stage. And for the time I've been to stand-up comic, that's been, yeah, a larger part of my identity. You know, I've got my job and stuff, but, you know, you know. I love that people are still afraid to call it a quarantine. Yeah. Oh, we, we've well. been in quarantine for fifty days. Randy took my picture, making my fiftieth mark. On Dude, my... it was great. It was great. I, yeah, it was like I had to capture that. That was. And I actually have a backup one that I did in Sharpie in case that one fades <laughs> inside the cabinet. But 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 yeah, not being able to perform stand up comedy. I mean, like, how have you been? How have you been dealing with that? Just on on the comic level. Like I still know, writing. I, I know that I'm rusty. I. Uh, yeah, my version of writing is a lot different than other people's uh, because I'm uh, I'm here a lot during the day. Whatever mm-hmm. makes me giggle when it pops into my head, I write it down. Yeah, it's gonna work somewhere That's... somehow. But if it makes me giggle. It's got to be funny because I I'm very critical of my stuff. Exactly. Yeah. No. No. That's a good. That, and then that's there's a... stuff that I say to somebody like we'll have a conversation. And I'll throw out a four. 
out of ten, you know, people yeah. are like, is that in your act? Like, no, I didn't think that was very good. That's why it's not in my act. Yeah. That's why, <laughs> that's that's why you got it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You got to pay for something that's at least a six and above. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give it away in an open mic. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We're all, we're all trying to figure out how it's going to fit into our material. Yeah, what I hope is that... Oh, I don't know how to explain this, but like, I just want to see the death of the social justice warrior. I feel like we're we're there. I, I, like people people are starting to get a, a, a little bit more loose and darker. The last crowds we had that final week were the best crowds ever because there was less people in the audience in Las Vegas. You know, we were missing mm-hmm. thirty or forty people. It wasn't a lot, but those thirty or forty people were the ones who sit there with their arms crossed, frowning at you. Yeah, good. Don't come. You, if you have to tell me, I have just as good of a sense of humor as the next person. No, you do not. Yeah. I want the guy with the above average sense of humor to spend his money to come to a comedy club and appreciate smart humor. Exactly. But yeah. You know what you're getting. You know that what, all comedians are intelligent. That's why they make great actors. Look yeah. at Larry the Cable Guy. Yeah. What he provides is what he considers to be what America wants to hear. And he's right. He's got the entire middle of the country eating out of his palm and it's not even his real name yeah that's brilliant yeah well, well dude I mean half, not half but a lot of these comics that aren't their real names I mean like what Jim Jeffries is what James Nugent um, yeah Je- uh, Jeff Ross is Jeffrey Lipschultz like I mean everyone's got their stage names yeah so. I love mine I'm sticking with Gilly yeah uh, no I'm sticking with my given name I mean Valarba you know my father's name and his father before him I remember uh, my brother's boyfriend was telling me like Stage name. No one that's ever going to remember Randy Viva Brown guy. And I'm like, ah. And, and, and in hindsight, part of me, like now, my name's still getting butchered. You know, <laughs> like when I go to a it's new still city, getting but butchered, but it's not getting '90s butchered. Yeah, <laughs> '90s butchered. Yeah, because even in New York, you know, when I was in school, they couldn't pronounce the Italian names. Never mind when. Gonzalez. Yeah. You know, like, what the hell? You, We really had a tough time with accents and names, but now, 30 years later, yeah. everybody's like, Vijarba. Yeah, yeah. No, it's... Easy, uh, Sandra. Uh, no, well, yeah, well, Villarba, I mean, it, it, it's... It's a Filipino name, but then the origins Spanish. of it, you mentioned, well, you mentioned Italy. It's actually yeah. Sicilian. There you go. Like, yeah, yeah. It comes from Valalba. So, like, the, the origins of my family oh, cool tied, is that? tied to Sicily. Yeah, like, uh, it, it's... Yeah, no, like... I love learning about stuff that I never knew about. Yeah, I, I didn't learn about that until my 30s. I just guess like that's later what learning is. Yeah. No, Boy, I, do I feel dumb. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, dude, um, so comedy stopped. Um, we were talking about this a little bit earlier. Like, when, uh, as of right now, Governor Sislak just uh, entered into phase one, which is now starting to open up uh, the state a little bit more. But we're, we're still at a point where they're uh, not opening up bars yet, which is a lot in clubs and then the casinos. Those are still on standby. Um, I know we don't have a crystal ball, but what are your thoughts as far as when Vegas opens up to the point where we'd actually have the chance of mics? Psychopath, honest truth. Yeah, or sure. Well, your your gut, who you are, not not necessarily. My gut has gotten me where I am my yeah. entire life, and I knew this quarantine was coming. I knew it wasn't going to just be a temporary few day lockdown. You know what I mean? My my gut is that if everybody gets over this and and dies, either one, that by October everybody in the world forgets how to wash their fucking hands again. Ah, uh. where that. We're that impacted by stupid people around the world. <sighs> yeah. So no matter what That's we heavy, because I kind of agree with you on that stupid people thing. I mean, I am one I of joke them. about it on <laughs> stage, you know, but there is a thing that 
out of every 10 people, two of them are way too stupid to be walking around in public, but there they are, and you can't tell them. Yeah. You don't know who they are, and they get to give their opinion on Facebook and in person, and you take a stupid person and put them in a suit. If they're good-looking, you're going to believe them. Yeah, yeah, or or, or allow them to live. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but really, you don't know who you're dealing with. You could be dealing with subpar people. Yeah. And we all just want to assume that everybody's equally as smart as us. And 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 that's that that's where I can't help but think when uh, looking at just studies, they're saying there's going to be more waves, and if people stop washing their hands and all that, uh, yeah. So either who we're knows going to be happens. locked in for the entire winter. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's going to be another lockdown, and you or know, like I said earlier, this killed everybody with a K in their VIN. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Because all of the deaths in the last three weeks have occurred under lockdown. Yeah. Nationwide lockdown for the past 50 days. And this thing just kept climbing because either people didn't listen and brought it home mm-hmm. or it just worked its way the way it was going to yeah. around the world. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's, well, it, at this point, it's definitely <laughs> working its way around the world. and I There's mean, still pockets of places that it didn't impact initially. And now they're going to show hot spots as it shows up in you know, nine towns over in Alabama mm-hmm. where nobody had been. There's got to be Appalachian Mountain towns that are completely unaffected by this. Yeah. And measles. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, people, some people are in bed. I slept in the same bed as my wife. I want to go get tested now that it's a thing to see if I have antibodies. Yeah. Or something else. No, no, no. Exactly. Or if she didn't have it. And I should be very nervous. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We're, we're at a point where it's, uh, yeah. It, it's over, in yeah. my opinion. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, uh, like the the wave it hit, like maybe like another little spike, yeah. And then by the Fourth of July, we're gonna have the biggest fireworks party, and that's it. Nobody's gonna fucking hug anybody anymore, which is good for people who are introverted, yeah, or women who are getting tired of being being like held on to too long, just, and just like, a little too long. Yeah, yeah. You always see that at the, the open mics when there's the girl comic, and people are like, "You just met her. <laughs> yeah, look at her wince. It's kind of like <laughs> it's like the Pepe Le Pew in human in human form. You're watching, <laughs> right? But 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 like I mean yeah so when when mics happen I mean like what when bars reopen of course they'll limit people and numbers it's just that's ridiculous that's not what a bar does I know uh, but but I mean you know it's going to be like a slow release um, we need to do a lot of different things I would like to see every politician lose their job I should not know your name I shouldn't know who Chuck Schumer is I shouldn't know who Nancy <laughs> Pelosi is you should just be going to work doing your fucking job and I've seen Joe Biden treat people. Like they owed him something. Yeah. When he went to visit those auto workers. Yeah. They treated they you know, like, Oh no, no, no I don't work for you. You do. You yeah. do work for us and you shouldn't be so comfortable in Washington on a hundred and seventy five, two hundred and something thousand dollars a year that you tell me to go fuck myself and wait twelve weeks for a check. Exactly. Every one of them needs to be voted out. Yeah. I don't care who it is. I the guy yesterday I was hanging out with started off with, Yeah, this whole virus is Trump's fault. I was like, Oh my god. I understand people don't like the sitting president, but if it started in in Asia and worked its way through Europe and came through Africa to the United States, how is it his fault? Yeah. It hit Canada first. Yeah. Washington. Yeah. Every, nobody talks about right above the state of Washington. Yeah. Canada, Washington. and then, Because and then, they come to Washington and then sneak across the border. Yeah. And, and, or, or, or Canada, rather, above Washington. Yeah. And then New York, they're, they're, they're routing it to some dude who went skiing in Italy. <laughs> like, I don't know it's it, it, it's just weird because like I mean uh, going back to the comedy and performing thing like 
dude, have you done any of these shitty Zoom mics at all that that, that people have put together? I mean, I know I got invited uh, uh, to one, uh, some friends in San Diego are putting together, my friends uh, Benji and Leo. I just haven't, I've watched a few, I just haven't gotten, gotten I was wrapped on, around to, to actually doing it. Somebody <laughs> invited me to do their podcast tomorrow, and then I just found out it's a Zoom at a certain time, and I'm thinking I'm just coming up with an excuse. <laughs> By the time this airs, <laughs> they won't know. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm, I, I never, I did uh, Ashley Clark show, uh-huh. and it's a brilliant concept. I don't know if you know Ashley. No. John Clark and Ashley Clark moved here from L.A. Ashley does a lot of those characters with the hospitals, like princesses and, you know, dresses up for yeah. the kids. Like, oh, they're yeah. really, really good people. Oh, yeah. So she had a type of thing like that called roast versus roasted uh-huh. so you get up and deliver some material and people out there in the world are right. roasting you while oh. you're on stage wow that's actually pretty cool it is a great concept yeah. and I did that show and there wasn't enough people in the audience to give it its proper due so are you reading their comments so you could fire back or the next comic goes up and then she tallies up the best comments and reads them to you after the second comic. Oh, nice. Yeah, so it's a, it's got a good flow to it and everything. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, it was a great one. And that was probably about a year ago I uh-huh. did that. And I thought, this is a great idea. It just needs to catch on. Yeah. Then when people were saying they're in their living room doing shows for people in Connecticut, I was like, oh, that's lame. Yeah. I'm a, I like stand-up comedy. That's not, to me, that's a whole different thing. That's vlogging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's... The energy of a crowd or energy of knee-jerk reaction that or response. Um, I, I, I was reading talk- their faces and interacting, and you know exactly like, like um, I, I was uh, talking with a buddy of mine, Jim Pine, in San Diego. He actually, for the last three weeks, has been running a mic out of a parking lot using the radio transceiver. Which to me, at first, I was like a little like, okay, well, what's that about? But he's now done it three weeks in a row. Uh, everyone lines up with cars. They all have it on radio. So in California, they're still maintaining their quote-unquote social distancing. Mm-hmm. And then they just like civil disobedience, like, hey, we're in this parking lot. Tell the comics. People come together. But the response is there. People are laughing. You could hear them. Honking their horns, flashing their lights, windshield wipers. And, you know, some, some comics are delivering, like, hard sets. Some of them so are no, treating like that's the like kind of mic. cool thing that probably would have caught on anyway without a virus. Yeah. Uh, and it's something... That's something that can be fun if a bunch of people hear about it, flash mob, whatever. Yeah. That's a great concept. Yeah. And, and like, uh, the first time he did it, he had 25 comics sign up. Next week, 40. And then now it's just, like, I'm watching uh, his posts on, online, and there's more comics trying to sign up for the mic and uh this weekend he's doing one in la i'm thinking about charging down this weekend um, yeah no it's uh but like the comics i've talked to have done it i mean it's it's a response and and it is uh yeah civil disobedient but at the same time in a place like california right you know it's a tighter lockdown like uh i don't know the punk rock in me is like hell yeah and then also at the same time People are maintaining their distance, staying in their cars if they if so. This if they phase want one is fit. through the end of the month. Was that the deal? Um, I think I think that's what Sizlak said. Yeah. Well, like like I think it was like a phase one, uh, examining a, a, within a two to three week assessment with the potential for either rolling back or or moving on to phase two. I see them moving on because I'm, you know, uh, you brought up LA Comedy Club earlier. Those are great people, Matt and Joaquin yeah. and uh, Ezra. Yeah. 
I play golf with those guys a couple of times. They're super people. They're itching to get back to work. Exactly. Because they like people. They like comedians. They like earning money. You know? Yeah. Like they can't afford to have their doors closed anymore, but they're going to open them. Yeah. So that's a great sign. Yeah. And we talked before this thing went on about these big mortar stores going under. Like, well, good. Yeah. I, I just for example, J. Crew. We talked about that. How much J. Crew is in your closet? Zero. Me too. So that's yeah. the, we're not the market. So I understand. Yeah. But I think we're a little many, too old for that. I have, uh, I want to say five pairs of Levi's and seven pairs of Carhartts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I probably have like, yeah, probably about f four pairs of Levi's and then like a few pairs of Lucky Jeans. That's yeah. So it. there you go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So sorry, yeah. but not sorry. And, and to be honest, dude, like I've, I've, I've had these jeans forever. So it's just like, you know, occasionally they'll get to the part where they're all ratty and look like Adam Dominguez's posts on his jeans that look like from a Def Leppard video. And I'm like, all right, time to fucking burn this one. You gotta but, give but, Levi's a lot of credit for good quality but, stuff. But I mean, even those jeans that are wearing, I'm like, fuck, man, I, I wore this in the 90s. And yeah. then here it is. And they haven't changed styles. Yeah. So, They've added styles since yeah. then. That I noticed. It's harder to find some of the ones I liked. Yeah, like the. But then, the as you get older and fatter, you got to change style anyway because they don't fit the same. I, you, I got fat at one point. I couldn't wear five old ones anymore. Man, man, the past two decades of me, I've I've just kind of been up and down on my weight. Like back in college was my heaviest, and then down and snowboarding, and then I don't know. At this point, I've I've definitely been my most fittest with the. Being close to Charleston and, and, and a little bit closer to Mammoth the last few years, been able to snowboard more, and it's kind of kept me on my game to make sure I'm, I stay fit. And People forget how outdoorsy it can be here yeah. in Las Vegas. Everybody goes to the Strip, and I remember when I would have friends visit, I'm like, hey, do you want to go to the mountain? They're like, oh, what? I'm like, yeah, it's only an hour away. Yeah, and then there's a, a bike trail. The, the exit over here mm -hmm. is Alta, Yeah, and it's called Red Rock to downtown. Oh, nice. And it's one street that takes you to Red Rock Mountain. Uh-huh to the 13 mile loop yeah and then all the way back to main street and fremont yeah oh wow i haven't done that one yet well going well i'd have to go now before it gets death hot so. it's uphill from downtown uh -huh. and downhill from red rock all right so if you're gonna go shuttle <laughs> it start from shuttle here it. and ride down the bike yeah right down the block and yeah yeah get, get a buddy to, yeah hour. yeah oh my god that yeah i, I definitely gotta get that yeah just to getting out on the uh, on the mountain bike i gotta get my fucking mountain bike fixed first like I've like got a busted back shock and the wheel I'm having a problem with the wheel. Fucking last time I took it out on a, uh, out of a Mesa Park, like I made it up on the top and then the fucking uh, uh, my tube busted and then I realized oh shit I bought the wrong tube. Like I had a spectra. It's just a matter of weeks before they perfect the foam for the forever tires. Yeah, my, the my, problem yeah, my, was they were heavy. Yeah, my my buddy had the had the uh, the tubeless tire and he swore by it. I just haven't upgraded yet but you know people the original ones were heavy and people still loved them yeah yeah exactly because like something like a mountain bike the, the extra pound that can fucking hurt yeah no 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 <laughs> it, it does but for me what really hurt was being at the top of the fucking lookout point realizing i had the wrong tube and then having to take my tool and core out my rim so uh, i could actually use the wrong tube instead of walking my bike back to the truck i was like yeah fuck that i'm like I'm gonna fuck up my rim, <laughs> plug this in. So like, I definitely need to do some maintenance on my bike. It's yeah. something I should have been doing, but uh, I bet you I couldn't have found the bike 
bike parts. My, <laughs> next, my next bicycle, there's a company here in Summerlin, they sell battery-powered bicycles. Oh, nice. And the batteries fit in the crossbars. Oh, yeah. So it's just you plug the bicycle in, and that's that. It's not a big, bulky battery. You don't notice that it's there. It's yeah. just you get on, pedal once or twice to get started, and flip the switch. Wow. Oh, man, that's that's a total stoner workout. Yeah, I biked my X amount of miles, a... and how much of that was the bike doing it? <laughs> Doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Get well, out getting fresh air. Yeah, People yeah. out in the sun, that. vitamin D as well, too, so there's a positive. I've been thinking, well. like you said, about how things are going to change this whole time. Maybe we'll relax as Americans. Everything's a competition. Yeah. The Hawaiians had it right. Surfing is the only sport that was ever created for pleasure. Yeah. Ah, uh, Amen. Amen to that. There was zero competition when they created it. It was just you got up in the morning and you got the fruits and vegetables. Then you went and got the fish. You brought it back and the people in charge of the kitchen took care of it and you went fishing and surfing. Yeah. Well, I look at it like skiing and snowboarding. Um, I mean, yeah, there's a competition aspect of it. But for me... Now. Well, well, yeah, now. But how many people are like freaking Sean White or fucking Nicholas Mueller and all those pros? I remember like about early 2000s, pro competition level hit a point where it was like, oh, yeah, no one's going to be a pro. I'm like, I'm, I'm not doing fucking triple corks because I didn't right. have an airbag to learn on. So you have all those kids that learned on that and are pushing it to the next level. But then... Most of the people I go ride with were out there for just that, the ride. trails. Like yeah. your own trail. Like, you know, like especially as you get off the bunny hill and off to the mountain, it's just, right. yeah, you're there for the ride. You're there for the enjoyment of it. But the, I was a skier. I never really enjoyed the snowboarder, but I was yeah. a surfer yeah. as well. So I just, it was about skiing for me. I just, there was something about, in my head, the way I was doing it. Now I figured I must look cool as shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. that's when you're like, okay, I'm doing it. So like, you, going back to the the magazines or the old like, movie. You ever see Like hot dog movie, like, you know, with uh, like all those old school 80s ski movies. Right? They were always tucking and doing yeah, this. that's how I was. This is what yeah. it was, too. Late 80s. Yeah, no, and I, I started 80s. on skis at three. And then, yeah, for me, it was just mimicking the movies and, and my, my older cousins. So much more freedom with a snowboard, though. Yeah, oh, well. Well, depends. I'd say more freedom on skis because your ability to traverse and go uphill. And uh, yeah, dude, as much as I can mock on a snowboard, fucking get riding with my friends on skis. Yeah, dude, good good luck, dude. Because you know, a man, a man or woman uh, who knows how to ski will always beat you down the hill. And oh man, a woman who knows how to beat me down the hill. Oh god, <laughs> right? Fucking yeah, that's a dream boat. That's a great white buffalo. Great white yeah. buffalo. <laughs> um, fuck, man. Um, shit. Uh, I don't know. Did it shut off? Oh uh, no, no, it's still recording. <laughs> my, like my phone lock, uh, dude. I was recording this like a couple episodes ago with like my buddy Kevin, and uh, like uh, the when we got off the phone, I usually would give the update. Like, hey, this is recording and it's, and it's processing. And I didn't. I had the full panic. I'm like, oh, my God, I just caught up with my buddy from New Zealand who I hadn't talked to in, like, almost 20 years. Had the best conversation ever. And I don't know if I saved it. Like, we were both sending messages uh, going, like, are you fucking kidding me? And then, like, it finally updated an hour later. I guess the lag time of yeah. New Zealand to here was a little bit more extra fucking processing that needed to happen. I wonder for, if you guys were suspects somehow and they decided to go through it word for word. I know I'm on a list if, every fifth word might be some kind of clue i know i'm on a list if you look at my google search like honestly like my little like uh tin tinfoil hat truth or conspiracy theories since like i don't know all the way back to the early 2000s I working to, night shift. i used to fuck with my friend who lived here 
His name was David Moses, which is the name of one of the people who was on one of the planes on 9-11. So because of that, his name is flagged forever. Oh, wow. Just anybody with the last name Moses, but especially David Moses. Yeah. So anytime he was going to fly somewhere, I would text him that day, Assalamu alaikum. The eagle rises with the sun, my brother. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) But he would go to fly somewhere. He would show up at the airport five hours early because he knew. Oh, man, that he was going to get stopped and interrogated because of the name. he would just leave five hours before his family. Oh, that's... Dude, that just reminds me of my my friend, Vilia. Like, I remember one one time when we were living together in Mammoth on Facebook, like, like I posted something... um, and this is like, you know, when I was all paranoid, ah, government lists and everything, um, you know, and then uh, she, uh, she commented, Randy Villarba is a terrorist. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm like, oh, fuck. You know, I'm like, I'm definitely on a list. And then, like I said, coupled with, uh, you know, get high and then you start searching like fucking conspiracy videos. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, my, my Google searches probably have me on this list, right? Well, let's see what this guy's up to. But I don't know. I fuck. wonder how many people they actually have looking at us. I don't know. Uh, I used to be uh, like a low voltage electrician doing like uh, security cables, fiber optics, and stuff uh, uh, for a few years. It's literally that that matting job that drove me to be a comic, like the the travel and building. But uh, um, I fucking built data centers. Those data centers are like uh, what what is storing this recording, our phone calls, what have you, and they're all fucking. Fiber optic everything, wired. Everything but Nevada's Department of Unemployment. Oh yeah. Education, no, training, and yeah, rehab. Yeah, they're recording. They're recording us and two teenagers fucking flirting over the phone and storing it into a big giant fucking data center. But those data centers are all repeated, fiber optic cable connected, and like as I was building it, I couldn't help but think of like that one Die Hard movie where Kevin Smith was talking about these things. Only talking about one location, one data center they needed to hit. And now me watching, we're like, yeah, well, if you hit that, it's impossible because they're still connected to the other one that's still storing the same information real time. Anyways, yeah, now that I'm talking this, definitely on the list. <laughs> so, so meanwhile, every one of us has just skipped over the fact that the government admitted there's UFOs out there. I know. How, now, how, how did that only get one day in order reports get, like, weeks? What about every pilot that they said was crazy and made them retire after they tried to report UFOs from yeah. 2017 forward? Yeah. You know, like, no, this guy's crazy. All right, he, he did see something. This is actually his video, but what would you well, do with him? He committed suicide, sorry. You, you lived out here in the desert. Have you ever seen fucking UFOs or, or anything weird? Like, I know it's just weird because, like, we're also next to military, so you can't really explain military craft sometimes. It's weird, though. No, we're still out here in the lights, so we don't see anything. Like, like just on the but drive the in and out? The scariest shit I ever saw out here thinking like that in the desert was we got up at 2 a.m. to drive my son to Reno to go to college. And on the ride up to Reno... I was smoking some weed. And in front of me, you can see all the headlights coming at you on the highway. And all of a sudden, I see a stack of lights. Not just like a a bunch of people in a row. It was like 20 lights, like an apartment building. But it was just headlights, 10 high. Oh, shit. And all of a sudden, it turned into one. And then it would turn into like 30 sets of headlights. And then it would turn into one. And then it would turn into 30. And then it would turn... And I was freaking the fuck out. Because this goes on. You can see for 40 miles. Fuck. You know? Well, and, you were saying on the way to Reno. So whereabouts were you? Oh, a couple hours outside of Las Vegas. So, so, where so, it starts getting in the mountains. Uh, 
And yeah. that's what it was, was all these trucks kept hitting these downhill trucks, <laughs> and they would separate, and I would just see all of their lights, and then oh, they would God. close it up on a flat stretch again. But in my brain, I'm like, it's a UFO. Oh, when I get my there, God. It's just going to magnetically suck me and my family up <laughs> right into a spaceship. I don't see any traffic coming. I don't see any cops. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. That's hilarious. Yeah, and then we came around the corner at 5 o'clock. It was 10 to 5, 4.50 a.m. into Beatty. Yeah, Beatty, yeah. And yeah, yeah. That's donkeys, mules, burros are walking down the street, good 80 of them, Ooh. going to the mine. Because years ago, the mining burros would get up. The miners would go to work from 5 a.m. to 5 p.m., so these mules are walking to the mines, and they just stand there all day. And Big, they have been doing this for 125 years. Because generations, as, generations, as they were getting born, they're like, well, this is our life, and yep, this is what we do. Follow. Let's just follow. Oh, let's wow. Follow. And that's what they do. They go to the mines, they stand there all day. If you try and direct them back to town, they get all petulant. I, I've seen, in. yeah, no, I've seen them like driving through Beatty. I mean, that's always like the pit stop to pee because you can stop at that Death Valley Candy and Nut Company. Can and, you imagine the stories they tell? Like your great grandfather used to have to carry four hundred pounds of gold. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like uphill. Yeah, it's like hurry up. We're almost at the place where we could stop walking and there's no water, but we stand here till five o'clock. <laughs> then we'll go back and get water. Yeah. Oh my God. It's the way of our people, son. Yeah. Oh my God. That's yeah, that's pretty much sums up religions. <laughs> Why are you following them? You know what? My parents followed them. Yeah, and yeah, and their parents before them, and their parents before them. It's just. Does what anything we do. good ever come of it? No, no, not not good particularly. Uh, not I don't know. A couple civilizations have been completely taken out, and we have no idea what they were talking about before <laughs> we got there. <laughs> but we did like how they built things this way, so we adopted that. So we're doing that now. We worship this hole. <laughs> oh, dude, but like, yeah, that drive up. Um, so I used to live in Mammoth. So the Eastern Sierras, like, I would always, uh, whether I was driving from there back to Southern California or even out here to Vegas on some trips, there was only one time uh, out, out in the middle of nowhere, you're there with, like, no light pollution that I saw something. I'm like, I have no idea what the fuck that was. Um, I've seen things, and, and I always say this, if I don't know what it is, it could be an airplane. Exactly. And in four minutes, when it gets close enough, it's an airplane. But for those four minutes, it, it's unidentified to me. Yeah. It's a UFO. It is a UFO. <laughs> yeah, so I definitely saw a UFO in the distance. I remember I was I've on... I've seen UFO. I was on the three... Wrong, ni- but not spooky, like, just this little zigzag pattern and gone. Yeah, like, like, like for me, like, the weirdest thing I saw, I was on the 395 headed north... Uh, I had just left San Diego at about 11. This was like when I was in my 20s. So, of course, like, hey, I'm awake. I could, I could, I could drive seven hours late at night. So it was like probably like 3, 4 in the morning, uh, just past a launch uh, right before you get into like Lone Pine and, and into the Sierras. And there's like off in the distance, I see something that's just coming across that, you know, no blinking lights, but just like the steady light. And I'm like, oh, it's a plane or it's a helicopter or whatever. And then it does the zigzaggy thing and I'm like okay it's a helicopter and then it just shoots off that's what I saw and, and then and then I'm just sitting there going like okay in my head ah aliens and then as uh, the high wore off I'm like a Harrier 
You you know like because like according to it's Tru- a weather balloon well, son go to sleep no no but the but the, but the but the takeoff thing like I'm like well I saw True Lies you know that like fucking like uh, Schwarzenegger was hovering around things and then t- and that is a hovering jet there and, are more and more of them in the world exactly well. yeah and and so in I'm your like neighborhood yeah yeah but on the three ninety five when you're on the west side of the White Mountains when you go to the east you have uh, what the out there by Hawthorne here's I, the problem we have in the, in the world today is that we don't believe that a, a, an alien spaceship could zip from side to side 250 miles at a time like that because we don't have that kind of propulsion so it doesn't make sense yeah but our propulsion didn't exist in 1850 so jets don't make sense to cowboys yeah exactly how are you gonna get a big steel tube up in the air and shoot people across the sky yeah have you tried and lifting? control the landing how have you tried lifting a hunk of metal <laughs> yeah. how's that hunk of metal yeah a flying locomotive. Yeah, I can't do that accent. Steam coming out of the top. <laughs> Wings like jackass. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, UFOs. There's a great movie out now. It's an African movie. And the the trailer shows this kid trying to explain to his dad that crops keep dying. There's no way how he can use a windmill to bring in water. And the father thinks he's saying he's going to convert the wind to water yeah and he gets angry and starts slapping the kid because in his world that's what the kid is saying but what the kid was saying was assemble some pipes yeah over to the nearest water source and use a windmill to drive it yeah the wind will bring you the water so it did make sense it and made that's sense that's the gist of the movie is how he brings all the villages together and they all survive and yeah, it's through technology until you see it in process and you know how it works. It sounds nuts. It sounds nuts and it's un- unidentified. But going to the UFO and how you brought up this point, the government brings up UFOs. We talk about it for a day and then it just kind of gets brushed under the rug. Um, and then Murder Hornets 50, is still on my fucking feed right now. 50 solid days of COVID. Yeah. Death tolls, death counts, death watches. And and this is where like you're you're talking about like the worst the worst of it at least for the time being being over. I you know I, I'm I'm a little bit of a news hawk. I listen to everything and right, they're, so, and, and they're and, and they're back to politics as usual. Yeah, back to so talking check politics. this out. We in Las Vegas, in case this is worldwide. How you doing, Australia? It, it, it is like I have New Zealand, Australia, Japan, and UK on the metric so far. Good day. Hopefully, I can get some in the U.S. eventually. No. All right. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. No. <laughs> Hello, no. all you foreign guys <laughs> and women here in guys and gals and others. We have three news channels: CNN, MSNBC, and Fox. And after about three weeks, I had to put my foot down and told them we're not watching MSNBC and we're not watching CNN. I'm not a fan of Fox either, yeah. but at least Fox is saying. 1,200 people died today. Doctors are overwhelmed. Shortage of masks. Yeah. I turn on CNN and it's, well, if the president wasn't so fat, then maybe he would have been able to get out of his chair and act a little quick. All right, let's go to MSNBC. Yeah, And if the president wasn't such a pompous ass, I'm like, that's not news. This is your opinion. Yeah, exactly. And everybody shares that opinion or some people don't or some people have a worse opinion. Whatever it is, it shouldn't be included in my news. Walter Cronkite never told me that J-Lo was getting chunky. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah well, well, well and, and when it gets to the opinionated news, that's where I click out, too. Because it's like, all right, well, you're giving me your opinion. But what pisses me off is, but there are people who aren't going to do the fucking research themselves 
So they just go off the talking point of the opinion, and then it becomes the their stance. President's fat, and he can't get out of his chair. That yeah, the president's crippled. Yeah, that that becomes their stance, and like what whatever side you you stand because on. Two out of ten people are too stupid to be allowed to talk. Yeah, exactly. Two people. They're getting their two news. of ten. Going back to your bit, exactly. They're going to the, they're going to Facebook. To become professors in Facebook is exactly Facebook and YouTube videos, or or even just going off headlines instead of reading the article. And dude, there have been so many times where I start reading an article, get halfway through, and I'm like, oh, wait a minute, your your expert is someone from Bakersfield. I'm like, what the fuck? I mean, like, there's so many other. And I'm not saying there are brilliant. And I'm not saying that 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 person did study and and do well. But it's just like I'm like, okay, hold on, let me find your documentation to tell me that you have some relevance in this world yeah yeah and then also and then i'll always try to find well who else is saying this and wh- what is all the research and everybody comes to their own i would like to think come to your, your own formulated opinion there's enough information and ability to get like educated information on on stuff but it amazes me how even in this quarantine i have way too much free time era fucking people aren't doing research not like there's a lot of people who aren't yet and i wish that would just become a battle cry yeah do your research yeah exactly i mean it's i research everything i i i have a little handyman business too and i was doing a job for somebody and the person said to me you read all of the instruction booklets haven't you done this before i said haven't they improved products yeah I don't know if yours is a new and improved one until I look at the instructions. Yeah. You're paying for professionalism. Yeah, exactly. The reason you need me is because you didn't read the instructions and you fucked up the last one. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like They have made home ownership easy for everybody. When I was a kid, you needed to know how to thread pipe to repair things in your bathroom. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Nowadays, it's just plastic. Plastic screws, find the numbers that match and fucking silicone things screw back on. together. Yeah, yeah. Like, do, yeah, yeah. Do you want plastic? Do you want brass? Like, I mean, and and literally, you could walk into like an Ace Hardware or what have you, and just boom, boom, plug and play. It's basically upgraded Lincoln Logs and Legos. Almost. It really is. A kitchen yeah. sink fits a kiss, kitchen faucet. Yeah. <laughs> back in the old days, it was. A hot faucet that gave you hot water on one side of the bathroom sink and a cold faucet that gave you cold water on the other side of the bathroom yeah. sink. And you had to run your hands back, back and forth like with the hot, cold, The hot, idea cold, was hot, cold. you only had cold water in the house at a certain time. Then they added the hot. That became a thing. But the cold water was wow. just to fill the sink to splash your face. That's why you would mix them in the bowl. Ah. And then we got into more efficient hand-washing methods. Of being able to... And this, it was a bet. Somebody was like, nobody's ever going to be able to combine these two things. And somebody's like, I'll make a mixing valve. No such thing as a mixing valve. He's like, duh, I'll sounds create. crazy now, but... I'll create it. it. Yeah, Joe Kohler or whatever his name was, Mr. American Standard over there, made a faucet that worked. And that was it. Yeah. Wow, we, we discussed UFOs. Comedy, COVID, and the kitchen sink. It was before and after, right? Before, during, and after? And at, well, before, <laughs> before, before, before comedy, I was a construction worker. After yeah. this pandemic, I'm back into handiwork. Back into handiwork and eventually and lucky back to, to have comedy. it. Yeah, no, no, yeah. Lucky to have, I mean, I'm lucky to have my trade in the cannabis industry too and been fortunate the last few months to be That's able to the ride the tide. Thing. Like, I mean, like, and. I, I've always had trades to fall back on and I'm not afraid to learn another one. Yeah. Yeah, like like but, like same here, dude. I uh, I I've worked in a myriad of different industries. I mean, uh, hotel, hospitality, museums. Uh, then, like I mentioned, I was an electrician. 
yeah. mar- marketing, digital marketing. So even if you hate being an electrician, you can still I can find still, that work in the, in the yeah, I can, classifieds right now. Yeah, I know. I could still fall back. And that was one thing I, I was thinking about was like... Drug test. Fuck. Oh, that's the worst part, though. <laughs> like That's yeah. what kept me out of construction the last 10 years is I'm like... I'm in pain. Yeah, I've had a lot of accidents and incidents. Like for I'm for done me, with construction. For me, I I was done with construction because of that. Like I mean, I mean, you know me, dude. Fucking, we're, we're sitting here uh, smoking weed, and I'm you know been using cannabis medically now for decades, and uh, except for that time, I was uh, working as an electrician because of the drug tests and the contracts that you had to sign and everything. That's where I. That's where I really learned to drink. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, being sent to like Wheeling, West Virginia, to fucking cable a Cabela's for security and cable, and then being sent to your fucking hotel and and like you know you're working overnight, so you're getting off work at like five or six, and then having to drive to Ohio to get your alcohol, <laughs> and then <laughs> just drinking so you could fall asleep during the day, and wake up, and fucking get get to the fucking job site by nine and restart again, and it's just like. Yeah, because I couldn't smoke weed. Yeah. <laughs> I just ended up drinking a shitload more. That's where those pens have been a lifesaver for a lot of people. Oh, yeah, definitely. Step right outside your office and... Oh, there's the that patience pouring yeah. back into the top of my head. Like, oh, feels... Yeah, especially oh, those live rosin and hash pens, too. It's just like... Yeah. Yeah, like... Live rosin's the new buzzword, huh? Uh, yeah, well, it's like the live resin for me, like... Solventless rosin has been like a. I've always been a huge fan of solvent solventless. I mean, I I love the butane extraction over CO two extraction when it comes to concentrates. Probably but, tastes like crap to you. Yeah. Ah, this morning's bowl. It's still a gift. It's still a gift. So I'm all right with it. The bong is starting to look dirty with all the chunks in it. Oh uh, uh, no no, as it should. That means it's being used. Well, dude, John, this is been a lot of fun on the podcast i mean like yeah i mean uh anything you like to say out there to the listeners or anything that uh yeah you want to plug or or follow me on facebook send me a friend request (laughs) that's 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 if you listen and send it to me if we're not friends you do it i'm not into the other social media yeah well what's your twitter uh, is the the one where everybody's now naked uh uh, yeah twitter's always been having friends in porn yeah yeah dude twitter you you can send porn over over twitter i'm I'm too old for that okay so you're on instagram what's your instagram handle at john gilligan 2 at john gilligan 2 instagram i'm on that i'm on twitter on the same one yeah i just don't go on them i go on facebook like some kind of I don't know how you say well, it. Well, well, it, it, it's a, it's a, the interface that you work with. Having worked in social media, I mean, like, it's the one that speaks to the way you want to input social media. I mean, I look at my nieces who are on Snapchat. I hopped on Snapchat for, like, like when I was working with a marketing firm for, for, for about a month. And I was like, I really, really, really don't like this. And, yeah. you know, I used it for work. But then as, as soon as the account was like, we don't want to pursue anything with Snapchat, I was like, like, I still have the logins. I haven't fucking done my Snapchat. It's been yeah. dormant since, I think, 2014. <laughs> I got it for, like, an hour. I didn't like it and tried to get rid of it, and the little image wouldn't come off my phone. Yeah. I was like, this is pretty suspect. I yeah. got a new phone since then and didn't reinstall it. Yeah, but my nieces are all on Snapchat. They don't really use Facebook. Yeah, don't every use day Instagram. I'm on Facebook with something. It may be twice a week that I post something, but yeah. I'm on there delivering love via likes and hearts and... Depends on who Telling it people is. who are playing too much. You yeah, know, you just... play too much or you stupid. <laughs> you stupid. But That's yeah. how I'm saying it. If you read it, stupid. Oh my God, you changed the tone of how I hear it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, well, yeah, definitely follow John Gilligan, and and eventually when comedy shows get back together, yeah, I mean, you can see him all all throughout town here in Las Vegas, and runs the rebar mic, and yeah. Well, John, I do miss that, and those guys have been staying in business. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I saw online that they're doing the the drive through and drive through liquor sales and killing and 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 doing a good job. That was definitely being resourceful. On top of that, he's keeping people working. Yeah, exactly. Which means maybe they'll have money for an open mic next month. Amen, amen. Well, well, John, this has been amazing, dude. Uh, thank you for joining me on the podcast. We just knuckled down some kind of socially distant and socially responsible greeting nowadays. Ah, 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 Hanson. Oh, there's ah. a sink. All right. Well, you've been listening to episode 10 of Before, Now, and After. Thank you for listening. Cheers. Slancha. Hey, oh, thank you for listening to episode 10 of Before, Now, and After. I'd like to thank my good friend John Gilligan for joining me on the podcast. It was really cool seeing Gilly. Uh, good to see that his family's nice and safe through all of this. Got to see his quarantine box and everything, have the discussion over the table. And nah, uh, both had really gnarly looking mustaches. Um, I know he's probably used to growing facial hair, but... I was just surprised I could grow mine. Uh, but for more information on John Gilligan, like you said, uh, definitely check him out on Facebook. And uh, of course, you could also follow him on Twitter and Instagram, um, although he did admit he's not that active on it. Um, but uh, you could follow him at John Gilligan 2. Um, because I guess the, the other one, uh, disregard that guy, but look for John Gilligan too. And then, yeah, uh, with phase one opening up and some visibility of some of the bars and restaurants and, you know, hopefully if things go well, potentially the casinos, uh, definitely look look out for him here in Las Vegas. Uh, he works with the Bonkers comedy crew, uh, as do I, a good outfit. Also uh, mentioned earlier, uh, Las Vegas Live comedy club out in uh out at the planet hollywood with our good friend edwin san juan um actually to be honest you can catch john everywhere i know uh he's done the oeo um john hilder's room ah check him out uh but for more information on the podcast of course uh if you're not already uh check out this uh, our social media pages you could follow before now n after on uh that would be on twitter and then before now and after pod on instagram uh feel free to check out my website randywrites.com eventually being updated <laughs> and then uh on twitter at randy Wrights, or uh on instagram at randy villarba this has been episode 10 of Before, Now, and After. Uh, it's more and more of these cities and states here in the U.S. and across the globe start to open up. Yeah, definitely stay safe out there. Slancha. Cheers. <laughs>